SAFM Sports Wrap. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap. I'm Brad Brown. What a pleasure to be with you this evening. And it is a Monday night talking all things sport. Thank you very much to the MoneyWeb team back again with you tomorrow as well at 6 p.m. Coming up on this evening's show, we'll be chatting some under-23 football, the South African side in action uh, in just a few days' time against Egypt in two international friendlies ahead of their 2016 World Cup Olympic qualifiers. We'll also chat to Mimim Tetwa uh, following uh, this past weekend's conclusion of the Brutal Fruit Netball Cup, also Big uh, big tournament coming up uh, for the South African netball ladies. That's all on the way shortly. But we start with uh, news and with less than five days before Bafana Bafana's opening uh, 2017 African Cup of Nations qualifier against Gambia. Head coach Sheikh Mashaba is worried about how his players will respond as most of them are on holiday. The two teams uh, meet at the Moses Mabida Stadium in Durban this coming Saturday. And Bafana Bafana started training today with most of the players coming from their homes as the league programs around the world are on recess. Speaking after their first training session this morning, Mushaba spotted a lack of sharpness. The reaction is not so quick as one would have expected. Like I indicate, the, some of them, they come out from holiday. When they got the call-up list, they're already somewhere else. That's why I would like to say thanks for the boys heading up to the call. But uh, you could have seen them. The things like sharpness lacking this morning. And you could see they're dragging themselves. But we can only hope that as from this afternoon, we're going to work on their sharpness as well. So let's look at how does that go. Mashaba is coming off a Kasafa Cup tournament that was not good at all for Bafana. Bafana failing to win a single game and dropping 10 spots in the new FIFA rankings as a result. He looks back at the lessons learned from that tournament. Football is football. It can be Kasafa, can be World Cup. It's about performance. I mean, uh, you've you got to learn. Uh, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Uh, there's one big problem that we faced with in our football in South Africa, scoring of goals. That is why I say all our teams play good football. They play very well, but it's finishing up. I want to hear anyone who says uh, we know we're not creating chances or we're not uh, keeping position as much as we can. But the only problem is scoring goals. That's the only thing that uh, always comes, whether it's Kofsafa, it's Afcon or even in the home in the league you see the number of goals that are scored by the top top goal scorers. In other football news, Orlando Pirates uh, have been drawn in Group B of the CAF Confederation Cup alongside AC Leopards from the Congo, CS Sfaxian of Tunisia and Zamalek of Egypt. In rugby news, the junior Springboks take on Australia in their final group clash of the Under-20 World Cup on Wednesday. The top of the table match in Parma pits the top two sides in the pool against each other and the winner possibly having an easier route through to the final. According to Captain Hanro Liebenberg, the junior box are approaching it as a knockout match. Um, yeah, I think uh, we see this as a quarter-final game. I think it's a knockout game for us, and we would like to approach it as a quarter-final game. Win or lose for us. Um, um, one point separates us from Australia, so we would like to be to be victorious in that game and just progress to the semis. That's what we have in mind. That's our goal for this game. We would just like to to be um, one better than last year, and just to do that, we have to take each game by game and just to be at our best every game. The junior box dominated up front in their opening two matches against Italy and Samoa, but Australia posed a different challenge, and the junior box captain says they're up for the challenge. Yeah, I think Australia is a quality side. Um, 
they um, bring other threats to us um, than Samoa and Italy did. So I think um, the forwards still have to be physical and be uh, be good dominance up front. I think um, our backs will, will have uh, the work cut out for them and they, they would be up for the challenge. I think uh, they would like to see more ball out wide and just to showcase their talent and speed outside. Former Springbok lock Bucky's Buitawil had up a strong group of test icons for the World 15 match against South Africa at Newlands in Cape Town on the 11th of July. Buitawil is one of nine Toulon players included in that squad. In tennis news, now that the 2015 French Open has concluded, the tennis world's focus will be on the grass court circuit as the next Grand Slam looms. With Wimbledon next on his radar, Rafael Nadal is hoping he can improve his performance at, uh, that he did at the French Open, but he knows it's not going to be easy. My goal is always the same: not try to win as many matches as possible in every in every tournament that I'm gonna play. No, and uh, first tournament on on grass always is a uh, is a very tough one, very difficult one. You need to adapt, and uh, you know it's something that I I need time on court. I need to spend uh, hours on court to to feel myself comfortable on grass, the movements, the, the way that I hit the shots. But the only way that make that happen is to spend time on court. And finally, Mo Farah's medical data will be analysed by an independent investigation ordered by the governing body of British athletics in the light of doping claims against the double Olympic champions, American coach and former Comrades Marathon winner, Alberto Salazar. Coming up next here on SAFM Sports Wrap, we chat to Owen DeGama. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to SAFM Sports Wrap and the South African national under-23 football side has been in camp since last week, Friday preparing for uh, their vital upcoming 2016 Olympic qualifiers. Before then, though, the small matter of a couple of international friendlies against uh, old foes Egypt. And we join now by the coach, Owen Nagama. Owen, welcome on to SAFM. Nice to catch up again. And uh, it's all systems go for the under-23s into, into the thick of it again. Yes, good afternoon, Brad, and good afternoon to your listeners. Uh, yes, um, we're really excited about the upcoming um, international friendlies on the 11th and the 14th uh, in Durban against um, uh, Egypt. It really affords us the opportunity with some preparation moving into our qualifiers in July. Yeah, Coach, uh, talking of those qualifiers, obviously uh, disappointing uh, last time out where we, we failed to qualify for the All-Africa Games. These, these ones are vital. Are you feeling the pressure? Yeah, most definitely. Look, uh, it, it's all about preparation time, uh, Brad. I mean, when we played, when we um, uh, prepared for the uh, Olympic or for the All African qualifiers, uh, we had a week to prepare, which uh, it's never sufficient time, considering um, you know the, the fact that uh, when you play against teams like Sudan, they close their entire league for ten days. And up until the Wednesday before we left, uh, we were still battling to to put together a team. But uh, these are all part of the um, the dynamics of the game. And this time around, uh, we we're really fortunate that uh, the uh, South African Football Association could uh, really assist us in in getting some quality and and and, and having some uh, preparation time. Coach, as far as Egypt as an opposition goes, uh, it's not going to be easy. They are they are tough, and, and they're going to be they're going to be difficult to beat, even though we do have home ground advantage. Most definitely, I mean, and that's exactly what we're looking for. We're looking for uh, the best possible uh, preparation, and uh, I mean, they've got the likes of Salah, uh, who plays for Fiorentina. He, he was signed uh, up by Mourinho at Chelsea, and loaned out to Fiorentina. You've got Mahmoud at, at Genoa, so they, they really have some great quality there, and they've been preparing this team. They've been building this team for the past three years, so there, there is, is really uh, good quality here. 
and uh, this will really afford us the, the, the best possible opposition in our preparation. Look, looking at the squad that you've got, Coach, you've mentioned that SAF have been, have been pretty accommodating this time round and have given you the best possible uh, opportunity to, to choose the players you want. Uh, as far as the, the experience and the depth within our under-23 football, are you satisfied that we're on the right track? I definitely believe we were on the right track. Yes, we, we would have liked um, maybe to start preparing a year ago or so, but uh, uh, it was not possible. So, uh, you know, we've got to make the, the best of what we've got at the moment. Uh, but we're very, very happy with the with the players that we brought in. Um, you know, the, the Travis Grahams, the um, Stephen Hoffmans, um, uh, Keegan Dollies, um, uh, Amele Fikizolo uh, uh, from, from Golden Arrows, so we, we really have a very, very strong and some of the best under 23s in the country. So we're really looking forward to, to try and, and create a, um, a team that can gel very, very quickly and, and, and really make us all proud. As, as far as some of those names that you've mentioned, obviously some of them have played uh, pretty decent football at, at club level in South Africa. How much of, of that experience rubs up on, 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 the, on the less experienced players in that squad? I think it's, it's vital. I mean, uh, you need the players with, uh, with uh, you know, that, that have been playing regularly uh, at the highest level in the PSL. Um, and you also need players like Kwandang Gonyama, um, who, have, who have been in the, in the national team um, and who come with a lot of international experience, and uh, Madisha Majeka, who was also with the uh, under-20 team uh, um, in, 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 in Senegal. So, um, you know, these players come with a, a lot of... Uh, um, experience and uh, you know it, it's nice to have a, a bit of continuity uh, uh, as well there with Chapla Morena who also played against uh, Sudan and the likes of Ricardo Goss the goalkeeper from Golden Arrows who also uh, comes with um, with a lot of experience and you bring in Menzi Masuku who's done uh, fantastically well at Lano Pirates uh, and also was part of our team to to Palestine and uh, Sudan. So it's it's nice to have a bit of continuity and also bring in these exciting new talents from the PSL that are you know guys that are playing regularly at the highest level in in the country. Coach, as far as these two upcoming friendlies go, obviously you you don't go into any game not wanting to win. But but uh, with friendlies like this in the build up to the Olympic qualifiers, what are you hoping to to achieve out of this? Yes, we want to win, but at the end of the day, this this is about getting the team to gel and work together. What are your objectives in these two matches? I think a couple of objectives, but I think most importantly um, is to get our system of play and and you know to. Uh, you, uh, in the past, we've always been speaking about the, the, the physicality and the, and, the, and the power and the strength and the height uh, of, the, of, of the African uh, players. And this, is, this seemed to have always been a, a poser, you know, in, 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 in the South African team. But um, we've realized that we, we need to prepare and work, uh, um, you know, with the strengths that we have which is our mobility, our technical ability, our speed, and our agility. So these are things that we want to try and bring into our team and, and, and make sure that uh, our players can really play to the best of, of, of the strengths that we have and, and we try and, and, and expose the Africans in, in that regard. So um, we'll be really working out to get that right, number one. Number two, to, to, to get a, a team that's going to gel very, very quickly, uh, and, and for players to understand uh, the system that we're going to use, uh, as well as uh, 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 understanding each other's strengths within the team. So we're going to work very, very hard at that because 
at the end of the day, this is all preparation so that by the time we meet Zimbabwe on the 19th of, 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 of July and on the 1st of August for the, for the second leg, these players would have had some really, really uh, uh, time to gel. Coach, as, as far as, I know this is a difficult question to answer, but as far as everything that's going on uh, around football, in the footballing world, with regards to, to FIFA and the allegations around South Africa and, and that sort of thing, is it, is it difficult to keep these youngsters sort of focused on what's happening on the pitch, or are they, are they oblivious and they don't really care, they just want to play football? No, I think at the end, at the end of the day, uh, there's no doubt that, um, you know, we, we, we catch these things and, and we read in the papers and on television, so it's hard just to, to, to shy away from that. But at the end of the day, we've tried to get the players to focus uh, mainly on, on the task at hand. And, I mean, this is their futures that they, that they uh, are involved with. And uh, at the end of the day, we leave the politics to the politicians. And we as uh, uh, sports people, we try and focus on, on what we know best and, and try and get the best out of these players and, and just take them to another level. So they are aware of that and they know that we have got to focus on what we, we can do and what we must do. Coach Sean Dagama of the South African Under-23 football team, uh, thank you for your time this afternoon. Good luck for the final bits of preparation. 11th of June is the first of those friendly internationals, the 14th, the second, was taking place in Durban. Owen, thank you for your time, and, and good luck uh, to you and the rest of the team. Thank you very much. It's always a pleasure being on your show, and uh, thanks for having us. Thank you, sir. SAFM Sports Wrap. This is SAFM Sports Wrap. Don't forget, if you'd like to be in touch, you can tweet us. Just uh, look us up, SAFM Sports Wrap. You can find us on Facebook as well, or you can pop us an SMS, 34701. Those SMSs are charged at 2 Rand. It's been uh, a big 24 hours for South African netball. South African team uh, being announced as uh, for the upcoming Diamond Challenge. There was a big uh, awards evening last night for the Brutal Fruits uh, Netball Challenge. Challenge and uh, some great awards handed out there as well. We join now by President of Nepal, South Africa, Mimi Mtetwa. Mimi, welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap. Thank you for your time this evening. Let's start with those awards last night. Uh, a glittering ceremony and uh, just a great way to reward some fantastic netball throughout uh, the Brutal Fruit Netball Premier League. Uh, good evening to you and your listeners. Yes, it was quite a glittering affair yesterday. And uh, the players really enjoyed it after, uh, you know, playing so hard in the semifinals and finals. And um, we are very pleased as Netball South Africa with uh, this year's uh, Brutal Fruit Netball Premier League because it was bigger and better than last year's. Maybe award ceremonies like last night, just a great opportunity to, to let the players unwind a little bit and, and get dressed up. It's, it's a wonderful way for them to be recognized in front of their peers. It is, uh, but unfortunately some of the players had to, to, were, were not able to attend because, you know, uh, they, they are working and some of them are students and some really, uh, you know, sacrificed to come and play in the Brussels Street Netball Premier League. So uh, they had to immediately after their finals uh, or final matches that they played. But those who remained uh, thoroughly enjoyed it, although... You could see that they were exhausted from the tough matches that they had just engaged in. 
Without a doubt. Let me just run through the big winners quick. Shadeen Fanamadova was uh, the best defender. Bongwe Msomi, award for the best center court player. Uh, Nokabunga Sibia, award for the most promising new player. Lenise Portgitter of the Jaguars, uh, award for the best shooter. Cordonay Marais was uh, the best manager. The Kingdom Stars, the award for the most improved team. Berta de Kock, award for the coach of the series. The Free States uh, ended up winning the best team of the series. And Carla Mostert, uh, award for the player of the series. Mimi, just chat to me a little bit about uh, the Kingdom Stars. They won a few awards and, and uh, best uh, or most improved team. That, that must, uh, must really make you proud. They're a fantastic upcoming team and, and doing pretty well at, at that level. Uh, yes, of course. Being a person from KwaZulu-Natal myself, uh, I was really pleased with their uh, performance this year. Even last year, they played up to the uh, finals. Uh, they played against the Southern Stings, and they didn't win. But, you know, when you analyze their their match, you could see that um, in most cases they're just uh, uh, committing small, small mistakes, small basic mistakes that cost them the matches. So I was happy that yesterday they could win. Uh, it was heartbreaking for, for me uh, also not to have seen them winning the the uh, relegation and promotion uh, game because they really, really put the, the housing fireballs under pressure. It was only a matter of two goals that uh, ended up separating the two teams and the fireballs maintained their status in the, in the first division. As far as uh, what's up next for uh, our netball players, uh, I mentioned the Diamond Challenge that's coming up. Uh, not too much of a break for, for our stars. They obviously have a couple, I say a couple of weeks off. They're going to be working really hard besides the, uh, behind the scenes, I'm sure. But uh, South Africa taking on Zambia, Malawi and Uganda uh, in Margate and KwaZulu-Natal. That, that's going to be exciting between the 16th and 19th of June. That's true. Uh, we can't give that a break because, you know, we did announce that all what we are putting together in these uh, uh, tournaments and competitions is uh, to assist the team to get ready for the World Cup in Sydney in, in August this year. So um, it's good for that, for us that they, they keep their, just keeping the momentum of be, getting enough court uh, time, but it's also very costly on some of the players because we are risking uh, injuries already. Uh, Aaron Berger, who is one of our best uh, center court uh, players, could not even play in the semifinals and finals uh, because of the injury. But we are really grateful that we, we are able now as Netball South Africa to uh, provide our players, our top players, with the chance to keep on playing. Because when they play regularly, it's only then that they will improve their performance. And yes, uh, from the 16th up to the 19th, in fact, the matches will be played from the 16th, uh, 17th, 18th, and 19th. But the three teams that are coming into into our country, that is Zambia, Uganda, and Malawi, they will be arriving on the 14th of June, and they will head straight to market where they will start engaging with uh, local schools there and also preparing for the Diamond Challenge. It's going to be very tough. As South Africa, we would like to really, really give them a go for their money, run for their money, because we, we cannot afford to lose the Diamond Challenge when it, we are hosting it, when it is played in our own country. 
Mimi, I think you raise a, a very important point there too, and it's it's a difficult one to get that balance right between playing enough netball at at a, at a high level to make sure our team is ready for 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 the World Cup. But uh, like you say, you run the risk of of overplaying our players, and uh, and then you look at at injuries. Is that a major concern for netball South Africa? Obviously, if it was professional, it would be a lot easier to manage the players. But uh, like like you say, a lot of a lot of our team are students; they still work, so they've got to get that that balance right, and it's difficult for for them to. To, to really get that balance right when you are putting in a full day's work and you have to train as, as really hard as you can uh, in order to perform at, at uh, sort of the top level when it comes to netball? Yeah, it's really very tough on the players themselves and also on, on us as netball South Africa because when you sit down and when we look at the final 12, if a player that we wanted to put in the final 12 is injured, then it gives us a a challenge to really look for somebody who is going to fit and match the standard of the player who might be able to be in the team. So, as I say, uh, we tried this year having so many events that uh, where our players were involved. Uh, we tried to uh, give uh, more players a chance, but you know, you can only keep on testing uh, players. There, there could be, there must be a cut off time where, where you say, now I would like to focus on my tw- 12, uh, top 12 or top, tw- top 15, so that when we, we, we finalize the team, uh, we know that uh, we've tried our best to give everybody a chance, but we still have the best players that are going to do the job for us in Sydney. Without a doubt. Mim Tetwa, President of Netball South Africa, thank you very much for your time this evening. If you want to get out to that uh, Diamonds uh, or, or the Diamond Challenge, it's all taking place in Margate at the UGU Sports Centre, 16th to the 19th of June. You're more than welcome to pop by. Entrance is free. There are limited seats, so let's get out there and support the Spra Proteas. Mimi, thank you so much for your time. Much appreciated. Thanks, Brad, and good night, good night, uh, good night to you and your listeners. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to South Africa's news and information. Lead Orlando Pirates are racing against time to sign new players and add more quality to their squad. That'll challenge for the CAF Confederation Cup honours after they qualified for the lucrative group stages this past weekend. The Buccaneers beat Guinea's AS Kaloum 4-1 on Saturday to win 6-1 in aggregate and reach the CAF Confed group stages with Zamalek, AC Leopards and CS Faxian in Group B. Pirates registered only 25 players in January and are eligible to add five more and head Coach Eric Tinkler knows that the players linked to them, like Pulen Klolani, Cole Alexander, and Tendai Ndoro, will have to come now. I'm not going to tell you who. <laughs> you know, that's still too early to be telling you that, giving you that uh, answer. Um, but obviously, you know, the departments that we need to strengthen will be determined uh, once we know who's who's staying with the club, who's leaving with the leaving the club. Um, you know. Uh, positions that obviously become vitally important for us to improve in, you know, but it all depends on on what happens now during the next couple of weeks in terms of uh, the negotiations with the, with the club. On their way to finishing as runners-up in Al-Akhli in the African Champions League in 2013, Pirates experienced similar challenges of not having a strong squad because they did not plan well. But now Tinkler says they're returning wiser and will beef up their team. We faced this challenge actually in the Champions League. Uh, the last time in the Champions League we also faced this challenge. This time we prepared ourselves a lot better than what we did then because we left five spaces open due to the fact that uh, the two seasons overlap. 
and uh, you're only allowed to register 35 players in total, so we, we only registered 30, making sure that we had five, five spaces left for those extra registrations. Pirates players are only getting a one-week break as part of their off-season holidays since their first game in the group stage is in two weeks' time. Their CAF-CONFED involvement has meant that they are going to be working right throughout the off-season, and Tinkler's not complaining. Instead, he's working on solutions. What has been new for us, where, where the difference lies, actually, when we were in the Champions League, we at least had this three weeks that have just gone by. We had that three-week break where players could literally go home and get some rest. This time... They haven't had that opportunity, and that, that's been something new for all of us. You know, For me as a coach, it's, it's a new experience, uh, trying to find ways to keep them motivated, uh, to keep them training, but realizing that it's been a very, very long and tough season. Psychologically, the players need to get away from the game just to refresh their minds. So we needed to break it up slightly so that uh, they could get a couple of days off, which is what we've done. Uh, you know, but yes, obviously it's not the ideal uh, scenario that you want to be faced with. Uh, but you know, you just got to carry on with the job. That, that's it. I've got. I can only work with the ones that I have registered. That's that's the way I think. And that's the way I plan. One player who has been a revelation for Pirates in this campaign has got to be Tamsankwa Gabuza. Since his arrival at the club, he's never been as influential as now. At some stage, he was nearly loaned out. But Tinkler says patience and being a valuable squad member helped the former Golden Arrow striker. I've known Gabuza for, for many, many years. You know, during my time at, at Bidvizvitz, he was a player that we had also targeted back then already when he was... I think he was only about 20, 21 years old at the time. Um, and I told him when he joined the club that he, he needed to be patient when he arrived at Orlando Pirates. He needed to be a patient because this is, this is a big club with big name players, with, with stars. And, and he was a new boy, he was a youngster coming in that he needed to work very, very hard. Obviously it was extremely frustrating for him. And on a few occasions he came in and he sat with me and he asked me questions. What did he need to do? in order to, to get into the team. And again, I gave him the same reasons, patience. And, and he showed that. He showed that his application in training has always, always been at the, at the highest standards. You know, he's always worked very, very hard in training. Uh, he's a likable guy because uh, he can be a clown in training sometimes, which is a good thing. You need, you need one of those at, at training. He, he gets the boys laughing. The spirit's always high with him around. And I'm very happy for him. You know, because he deserves it. He deserves it after all the hard work that he's been putting in over the past three seasons. As a big striker, Gabuza's physique and style of play has also been advantageous for him in the CAF Club Championships. And together with Kermit Erasmus, they've played a pivotal role in getting the team to the group stages, scoring seven goals between them since the tournament started. Tinkler also agrees that Gabuza has been an asset for them in this tournament. We knew that Gabuza would be a very influential player come the cap competition because of his size because of his aggressiveness these teams that we're going to play particularly away from home you need to harass them you need to make it difficult for them uh, put them under pressure let them feel feel the pressure from from the strikers and that's something he's very very good at doing he's he's a very aggressive player aerially he's uh, very strong he's very good in the air 
he makes good runs in behind the defenders, turning the defence. So we always knew that, that he would be able to do that job, you know. He's also not one of those that would complain about the conditions, you know, the field not being of a high standard. Kabuza plays the game because he loves the game, you know. And, and you know, we, we always knew that he would be a huge asset to us come the, the Champions League, particularly when we play away from home. But he showed better character character than that because his, his application has been fantastic and he's been rewarded both home and away. The style of football that Orlando Pirates have played has really warmed their fans' hearts and Saturday's game was no exception as the second half turned into a disky exhibition with Bucks players turning on the style much to the excitement of the close to 5,000 spectators in attendance. And Tinkler says as long as it's done within the objectives of the team, dribbling is allowed on his team. You know, I've always stated the, that I want the players to be able to express themselves. As long as when they do, when they do express themselves, it's within our plan, our strategy, uh, that it's in the right areas and, and the right places. And I think that's, that's what we saw today. You know, as long as when you do express yourself, it leads to something positive towards the team, not, in, not just towards you as an individual. You know, that, that's what's vitally important and the players understand that. You know, uh, we all want to play beautiful football. All of us, all, the, all coaches want to play beautiful football. But unfortunately, we're not judged on beautiful football. We, we judged on results. Sometimes, the way we play, it's got to be ugly. We've got to get ugly results sometimes, you know. And uh, unfortunately, that's, that's the harsh reality of, of, of the game. Today, the performance was fantastic. We were very professional in terms of our application. We got the, the early goal. We let ourselves down with the equaliser. That's one thing I must state. Because that's been our Achilles heel this season. The goals we've been conceding on, on set pieces. But once we got the second and the third, that obviously settled, made, made the job a lot easier. And players could start expressing themselves in a positive way. And we ended up getting the fourth because of that. You know? But, but as long as uh, we don't allow it to go overboard, I don't have a problem with it, and the players understand that. SAFM Sports Wrap. That's it for SAFM Sports Wrap. This evening we're back again tomorrow at 6.30, by the way. Quick update on Dwayne Vermeulen's uh, condition. He had uh, an appointment with a doc this afternoon about those severe neck spasms. The good news is it's not as bad as originally thought, and he might even feature for the Stormers in the playoffs. So good news for the Stormers and for South African rugby. The talk shop coming up on the other side of uh, your 7 o'clock news. I'm Brad Brown. Thank you very much to my producer, Siobhan Chetty, as well. Until tomorrow, have yourself a great evening. Cheers.